I am excited about today's podcast. I'm Andrea Collins. And I'm Shelly Zorn. And today, Andrea gets to interview Shelly. I'm scared. All about economic <laughs> development. I'm so intrigued every time we get into a group, uh, whether it be a board meeting or through our leadership class or a community presentation. When people have the opportunity to ask questions about economic development, I'm always surprised at how much they perk up and how interested they are. But then also how misunderstood economic development is. Um, even in my own world, you know, I mean, I'm four years new to the chamber and there's still so much that, so much that I learned within the first four years that I've been here. And so um, I appreciate you allowing me to interview you so sure. that the audience <laughs> can actually hear a little bit about what's going on in Thomasville, but then also some questions that people ask that I think can maybe help um, set the record straight for why things do come, why things don't come That's right. to the community. So I'm just going to kick it off real quick, like with how long you've been in economic development. Okay. So I've been here in Thomasville about seven and a half years, but I've been in economic development 22 years now. 22 years. Mm -hmm. And when you you got started what did you think economic development was when you entered in I actually had no earthly idea <laughs> it was just God's plan for you he landed you there yeah. and you learned as you went so I had been in banking for 15 years and I had served on a chamber board and this was in a previous community and they did chamber and economic development it was all under one roof so I knew a little bit about the chamber side that it was there to support existing business of any size and I had someone in the community approach me about the job and just like any other job, then you get in there and you kind of realize all that you need to know. Actually, my background in banking and financial um, aspect really did help me because when you're closing a deal with any size business, it's always about the money. It's always about where they're going to get the money, where they're going to get the financing. So I didn't know that I had a background in part of it. But economic development is basically a sales job. It's just a long sale. It takes a really long time. So you're convincing somebody, whether it's a small, medium, or large business, if it's a restaurant, if it's a chain store, if it's a large industry, a hotel, a brewery, whatever that is that creates jobs, you're convincing them to invest a lot of money. In your community in, that in you're representing. That's yes. right, in Thomasville. And so, just a great example is Checkmate Industries that we recruited two years ago. That was a five-year process because we worked several prospects. One went on hold, one went to another community. Then we got a referral from the one that went to the other community. Then we worked with Checkmate while they were making the decision for about a year and a half. So I just want to pause you for a second. <laughs> it was a long process. Because the audience is listening. Some probably know you and some may not. True. And uh, because Shelly's my partner in crime, I have come to know her over four years, and she is a very, um, in a good way, impatient person when it comes to finding a solution and having it come to fruition. So I find it really interesting that your calling is economic development, which is a very long sale, and it doesn't happen overnight. That's and right. So how do you... So I think it's, a, it's good that? and bad. Um, it's good that I'm action-oriented, purpose-oriented. I want to get to a solution. So it keeps, when I'm working a project, even if the project takes five years, I'm driven to keep after them. Like there's a fine line when you're working with a prospect. You want them to know we're still interested. We want you here in Thomasville, but you don't want to be a pest either. Right. But it because I'm action-goal-oriented, I keep the ball rolling. On the 
on the dark side for me personally. <laughs> I'm a very impatient person. So I guess it's God's way of teaching me patience because there's no quick projects ever. And it doesn't matter what size business. You know, another good example is Sweetgrass Dairy. When I started here seven years ago, they had the dream for a new facility. And they had already looked at several different places. And so we helped them look at locations but most of the work was on them. They had to find the right architect, the right designer, the right person that knew about food processing. We helped them, you know, on the location side, helped donate land to them, but they had to be determined. I mean, it took them seven years. We just had that ribbon cutting this year. Yeah, I remember that. And so you start, um, you know, there's a month or two maybe where you don't talk to them. And then it ramps back up and they have another question or concern or then you realize oh i haven't talked to them in a couple of weeks let me call them again so so let me ask you, teaches you patience we just talked about <laughs> i'm glad you shared the experience between a new industry and then an existing industry so mm -hmm. that kind of showcases how you're working at both at the same time both. this is a question that i have found that has come up a couple times um, in our leadership group which is how can you control what comes and what doesn't come <laughs> No, I don't have any power. Okay, so I have all the responsibility and absolutely no authority. I actually answer to a five-person board and they make the decisions, but I'm the salesperson that goes out and finds those leads, helps people with incentives, helps people with locations, and then I take it to my board and they make any decision on incentives. But I get that question too. So one person asked me one time, why did you allow Olive Garden to leave? And my answer is, you know, it's America. And so, you know, you can open a business, you can close a business. If you own or lease a building and you have control of it and it's a legal business, the development authority, imagine Thomasville, the chamber, the city, the county, nobody can stop you from doing that. Mm -hmm. The market will demand dictate what comes and goes. That's right. And so, and, and we're here to assist and help the bottom line is the business owner makes that happen. Mm -hmm. If they want to open a fried chicken restaurant, you know, and we've already got 10 fried chicken places, if their fried chicken is just that great, then they're going to make it. Mm -hmm. But that's their personal decision. It's not up to me because they're investing their money. That's mm -hmm. what people need to understand. Mm -hmm. Every business, small, medium, and large, has got a person that's investing a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And so if you're open... A restaurant, if you're open, a distillery, a hotel, um, an industrial site, whatever that is, going back to Checkmate when we recruited them, you know, that was a long process because they were moving here from New York. That's mm -hmm. a big personal decision. I can't imagine. I always like to try to put myself in the shoes yeah, of the business Yeah, put yourself owner. in the shoes of that business Like, owner. imagine if you had a business yeah. here in Thomasville and you were thinking about... Moving to New York. Yeah, I mean, that I mean, would like you totally think about your house, your, your kids' your employees. school, your family, your employees, exactly. And you've got to think about the business side of it. How much it's, it's going to cost to move? Like, do yeah. you keep your operations going until you can get them up and running there? Like, how does that even work? Is it a transition? How many millions of dollars are you going to spend on that new building? And, and so the other thing that people always want to know about when they call me is where they're going to put that business. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what size business it is, but I'll go back to Checkmate one more time because they went in the former Caterpillar building. Had we not had that building available they probably would have never landed in Thomasville. They needed 
had a guy in economic development when I was brand new describe it to me like this. He said, um, if you're a car salesman, you can't sell cars unless there's cars on the lot. Right. So for me as an economic developer, I've got to sell this community. I've got to sell building and land. They've got to have a place to put their business. And so if we don't have inventory, if we don't have building and land available that we own or a private person owns, you can't sell it. And well, people, let me ask you a question. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. So yeah. when, so why do businesses go to the payroll development authority when they're looking at expanding or relocating versus businesses who may not even reach out to you and they just mm -hmm. pop up? Well, I would say some of both happens. You know, some people um, go out there and they find a location on their own and open and, and maybe we help them once they're open because we didn't even know about them. But the vast majority call because they know that development authorities were created um, to provide incentives. Okay, so okay, yep. let's can we break that down because <laughs> you know this is something that I found very interesting is that not realizing that you're created by law. Mm -hmm. So so mm -hmm. this isn't just something that somebody got a, a grand idea and said, hey, let's, let's just form a group. Yeah. yeah. Uh -uh. So you're created by law. So development authorities were created by law. Most of them in the 30s or 40s. And there's two kinds of development authorities. One is constitutional. That means it's state law. And one is the local law development authority. Okay. So because the development authority I work for, which is the Thomasville Payroll Development Authority, creating payroll, creating jobs, was created by law in the 30s. And the reason they were created is because cities and counties and states and federal governments cannot give money directly to a private business. They just can't do it. It's not fair. You don't want your taxpayer's money spent to open another business. That's the biggest misnomer or rumor that's out there. There's this free grant and I'm going to get it from the state or the city or the federal government to open my business. No such thing. Grants are given to things of public use that everybody can use. Roads, bridges, schools, water systems, all the stuff that we all use. So development authorities created kind of as a go around for some of that, created by law, it's quasi-government. What does it's, that mean for people who may not understand? And I know this okay. sounds sort of- No, no, you we're know, doing like I, economic I development 101. I don't want to dumb it down, but at the same time, when you say quasi, you know, yep. there may be some Zoomers or millennials listening in and, you know- Or like any age. It's not like we're taught like what quasi-government really means. It just means it's a government entity, but it's a little different than a city or county. So cities and counties cannot give directly to private business or people. So they created these development authorities by law to say, okay, let's give them, it's a government entity, but let's give them some special powers. And really development authority is a financial tool to help people with their business. And so here's some of the things we can do. If we own the land or building, mm -hmm. we can donate it. We can sell it. We can discount it. We can lease it. And your board determines. So if a business is like, oh, yep. I want to try to approach the PDA because they may have land. Yep. So they would actually have to approach your board or yep. approach you first. They approach me. You would vet. I'm and their would, liaison. Right. For instance, let's just use Red Hills Business Park. New industrial park here. We've got four new people committed to it. Um, dirt's just starting to move for the first time out there. But Red Hills Business Park is owned by the development authority. So the board that serves can decide are they going to sell that land to a business? Are they going to donate that land to a business? And the only way they would donate the land 
is an exchange for jobs. So, so that's, that's what the we're formula. about making right. a job, creating a job. So you have a checks and balances to how you determine how yep. you give things away if you give yep. it away. Yeah. And like so that. the law that created us spells out who's on my board. Gotcha. Every development authority is a little different. This this development authority was created saying you'll have one person from the city. That's usually the mayor. Mm -hmm. You'll have one person from the county. Right now, that's Mark Neesmith. Mm -hmm. Um, the law says that whoever is chairman of the chamber, mm -hmm. the volunteer chairman of the chamber, um, and then two appointed people, and those are appointed by the city of Thomasville, and traditionally those have been bankers. The law does not say it has to be bankers, it's just a tradition that Thomasville um, came up with and it's a good tradition and to answer your to yeah. answer this question people may want to know why, why does the city appoint the other two is that built in the law it is built in the law so it is not the thomas county development authority it's actually thomasville payroll development authority so it was created through the city as an arm of the city the city funds it they fund my salary and my budget and so the city appoints and that's what the law says and but i do serve all of thomas county is what's interesting and the new industrial park red hills is in, is the, in county. the county so it is a partnership you've sure. got someone on my board that is serving from the county looking at the county perspective city and county gave money for red hills business park it was a partnership and anybody in thomas county that creates any kind of job megs o'clockney boston thomasville doesn't matter serves all of Thomas County. But for whatever reason, I wasn't here in the 30s, they created it, they created it through the city of Thomasville. So okay. it is a branch, it's an arm, but separate. You it's know, it's really interesting. We're like sisters. It's really interesting <laughs> to talk, to see the collaboration between all of it. Um, I think that's one of the beauties of our leadership class, mm -hmm. because what we're doing is we're identifying leaders, not necessarily based on their title, but based on who they are as individuals and what they can bring to the community mm -hmm. and how important it is to show whether or not you're working for the county or the city, you're working for Main Street or the chamber, or you're working for the development authority or the downtown development authority or tourism. It's really a collaborative effort that that, that really brings it all to fruition. But it's very interesting to break it down like that. So some of the things we can offer, uh, we talked about incentives, was free land if we own the land or building. We can do bond financing for big projects, which saves people money. You get a lower interest rate, but that's like projects of two, three, four million or more. Um, we can do property tax abatements in exchange for jobs. So we don't just give incentives, mm -hmm. we do it in exchange for jobs. And that can be an existing industry that's creating jobs, or that can be a new industry. I spend about half my time helping the existing industries grow and about half trying to recruit new industries. And then because it's Thomasville, anything that creates a job. So I've gotten to be involved in some really interesting projects here that I think other development authorities and other communities don't have. Like the Marriott. The Marriott, the new distillery, yeah. the new film guys who are doing Thomasville productions, they get film credits. So I love that I have a job where I'm serving small business, medium, large, film, hotel, tourism. But there's a misnomer that industry. it's just industry, but it's really everything. I think in the in the past it was mostly industry and a lot of the incentives are geared towards industry, but we can help you find a location. We can get you help you with a business plan, get you introduced to bankers, just any information that we can connect you to of any size business, anybody who's creating a job. I have people every now and then that call, well, I'm just going to create five jobs. And I'm like, no, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Right. Well, every job. Right. Every job's like a every penny counts. Every job counts. Every job counts, and it represents a person. Well, I've got another question for you. This is the question that I think I got when I first started working. Um, and started listening to even children ask questions, and I love to ask children questions because uh -oh. they're so pure. <laughs> but it's Miss Shelley. Can we get a Target in in Thomasville, <laughs> or can we get a Cracker Barrel in Thomasville? Yeah. Like people have their preference for you yes. know different types of retail yes. or different things coming, and so they ask you why why can't you focus on that? Right. What would what's your answer? So retail is interesting, and you're right. Anytime I go speak to any group of any age, they really just want to know about food. <laughs> <laughs> and so we talk about well, you know, I'm a food industries. critic wannabe, so I'm <laughs> I mean, all about the food too. People care about themselves just like I do, and so they want to know where they're going to eat or where they're going to shop. And so, you know, we have a Main Street team that handles downtown and we coordinate with them. But I do take inquiries for like Highway 19, anything kind of chain stores, and those kind of retail establishments don't ask for a lot of incentives. Usually I help them with a the location. And they come once we reach a certain population size. They've so got they have specs. a formula is what Oh, it's you're a saying. mathematical equation. And when you reach those specs, for instance, with Cracker Barrel, you've got to have certain size population and they want you to be on an interstate. So what, oh, and, not and, or. That's and, right. So and. what is the population size that so they require? So Cracker Barrel wants curious. like 16,000 or more. And they want you to be on the interstate or they want you to be in a metro area of 100,000 or more. They gotcha. want one of those things. And so every establishment... What about Target? Is okay, so Target, if you look, I love Target, but if you look, they're in Valdosta, they're in Macon, they're in Perry, they're in Tallahassee. Those are all areas, Albany. Those are all areas of 100,000 or more. So their specs are pop based on population. Right now, that's their specs. Now, they may change and maybe do a mini store one day. But right now, 100,000 or more, and we've got 44,000 in the county. If you include a couple of our surrounding counties, we're still not to 100,000. Mm -hmm. And they know that they're doing their research and their numbers. They know better than we do that all of us are going to the Target in Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're not getting a Trader Joe's, unfortunately, or a Target that's a little big for us right now. But um, I do go to retail trade conference shows and that's how we ended up um, initially zeroing in like on Chicken Salad Chick mm -hmm. this opening in June. You can look at things that do meet our specs and you can recruit and go after them. Gotcha, so, okay. Yeah. And so one last question before we end the podcast. How do you reach these outlying businesses like the checkmates of the world? Yeah, that's it. I had somebody ask me that question recently. So a lot of different ways. Some of it is word of mouth. Some of it is you've got a great Thomasville person that will give you a lead. Uh, the power companies will bring us projects. The state has a Department of Economic Development. They will bring us projects. Um, realtors. Local realtors and national realtors give us some of the best leads because they're getting a commission on that building. Right. Um, so you make those personal connections with people. And then we also hire a lead generation company every year. Interesting. And they make appointments for us. So I've gone on lead generation trips to New England. I've gone to trade shows like the SHOT Show, which is the gun industry show. I go to that every year. And you make appointments and you meet people. So some of them like that are self-generated. We want to be proactive. Some of it's word of mouth. Sometimes they check you out on the website. Mm -hmm. You know, there used to be a day when we interviewed Lloyd Eckbert recently 
where I know I hated to be I hated to walk. miss that one because I had COVID guys that's the only <laughs> reason that I missed it well he was talking about how these prospects would just walk in the door and I was like wow wouldn't that be nice we never have that anymore that is rare because they the get, landscape has changed yeah they're doing their research and they're getting online and they're looking at your community and they may eliminate your community that's the thing people need to know about economic development it is a process of elimination not inclusion uh -huh. so let's say just pretend you're a business owner and you're looking for a place you may initially look at five states ten states and then you narrow it down and then in georgia you narrow it down to ten and then five and then two but you're looking at the place the places to eliminate that maybe don't suit your needs don't have the right building don't have the right workforce don't have the right education quality of life they're they've got a checklist mm -hmm. you know do you have the workforce is it educated do you have a building for me and you can't say to somebody oh i'll build you the perfect building that's again back to the car analogy right you don't go to the car dealership and the car dealer said oh, i'm going to build you the perfect car and it'll be ready in a year and a half right no <laughs> you right. want to go get the car you want right then right and, and somebody opening a business is the same way some will wait some will build but 80 or 90 percent any size business they're like what buildings do you have and fortunately thomasville's had a boom we've had several really that was my last questions for you was yeah. i really wanted to hear and i think the community wants to hear you know some of these announcements that you know you've cultivated and stewarded some you've seeked out some have seeked you mm -hmm. some have just happened naturally but i love how you always bring it back down to it's the business owner that's doing this it you're is. facilitating i'm process. helping i can connect them to resources i can answer some questions sometimes i'm connecting them to the city a lot of different things that we can bring in sbdc bankers um state has incentives and resources so we're just connecting them but the business owner is making it happen the guy that's opening chicken salad chick that's his investment mm -hmm. that's his money that he's gone to the bank and take and taken out a loan to make mm -hmm. that happen checkmate that comes sweetgrass that was here marriott invested 18 million dollars in our community that's huge that's it's unbelievable yeah that's um walmart came here to do a meat packing plant and they invested 140 million dollars and created 400 jobs i mean that's so again if it's the corporation business owner small business that's their investment that's their risk and but fortunately because thomasville is thomasville um, people want to be here and so yeah sometimes it's self-generated sometimes they reach out to us just because it's Thomasville and this is where they want to be or we have a great building or we have a great piece of land that was true recently with a trucking company that's opening 30 new jobs great pay like 21 33 an hour for these truck drivers yellow freight and they found an existing building here on Sunset Boulevard um, and it just suits them so they opened in april of this year that's wonderful yep um we're working with a company right now called tampa bay fisheries mm -hmm. and they bought a building and it was all about the building for them it really was and then we have others like ashley's so ashley's has their corporate office here we just hosted 1915 yep. south we just hosted our very first networking event there they're an awesome locally owned company and we get a lot of this so ashley's furniture store has 21 stores and their support center and their corporate office is here it's russell turner 
So that's a local thing that happened, not because of me, because of that local owner. He put that beautiful call center on 319 South, and now he's about to put in Red Hills Business Park a distribution center, 150,000 square feet. He's investing like $15 million. It's gonna be 150 jobs. And I say that's Thomasville generated. That's not Shelley generated. That's not PDA generated or Imagine Thomasville generated. That's because of Thomasville and who lives here. And and the, and I think again tying it back into the leadership. I just I really want to thank thank the business owners who choose Thomasville, not just the new ones who move here, but also those that are existing that have the option to move elsewhere, but mm -hmm. choose to, to stay and grow here. Mm -hmm. uh, just learned recently, you know, when we were talking with Flowers and we were interviewing, when you guys were interviewing Lloyd and I think it was Lloyd or was it Don? It I was Lloyd. Okay. Yeah. yeah and, flowers. Yeah. And they, you know, they were, they were faced with the decision of whether or not they were, they needed to relocate or they wanted to keep their corporate office here and they chose to keep it here and that really has such a significant meaning so it's really when people say you know our business community is our backbone our small businesses are our backbone and small business by definition is under 500 employees so i guess you could call that a small big so business. everybody here is a small business <laughs> maybe except flowers corporate That's yeah. It. That's, yeah yeah archbob I and mean, we've got large Archbold. employers yeah but at the same time, regardless of whether or not you're a, a, a one job show or you have 500 employees, you know, it, it, it is because of because of our business community and those businesses and what they choose for our community, why we have what we have and who and who we are. It explains who we are. The Marriott that just opened, those are local investors, local people that invested $18 million and created 50 jobs. And it's beautiful. That's that's very special. We're yep. very lucky to live in a community where people have the passion and they and, and they follow through with their investment. There's an entrepreneurial spirit here because mm -hmm. I've been in other communities of other sizes and there's just a spirit here of people who want to invest in their own community. And they want others to succeed. Mm -hmm. It's not just about the individual. It's really mm -hmm. about what's best for the community I as mean, a whole. I could name so many and I go back to Flowers. I really think that because Flowers is a national company that started right here in Thomasville. You know, as those people, um, you know, the gentleman that started that, the two brothers, his family is still here. Mm -hmm. And you can see how those flowers, I call them babies and grandbabies, have stayed here and opened so many businesses. And I think it has that entrepreneurial spirit. You know, you look at, he'd hate for us to mention him, but Harry T. Jones with Blackberry Patch and Powell Jones with Secure Record Solutions and Hale McCollum and all those people have stayed here and invested here. And I think it spurs other growth. It spurs other people like the Sweetgrasses and the South Lives and right. the bookstore. And I, there's just that entrepreneurial spirit. I, I, I think it makes a difference. Well, I think that's a good place to end for the, the podcast. I appreciate you letting me ask you the questions. Um, I hope the audience enjoyed it too. I hope if anything, uh, you learned a little bit about economic development that you may not have known before the podcast and um, stay tuned we'll be releasing some more so you'll be able to learn a little bit more about what's going on in uh, Thomasville so thanks for joining us